guys in one room. This is Get to the Point with Sean Anderson, Joe DeLeon, and Jake Fyre. Hello everybody, this is Get to the Point. I am Sean Anderson, joined by Joe DeLeon. Not joined by Jake Fire yet again. Joe, happy belated Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. I was waiting for that from you. Of course. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Fire uh, had the biggest promotion out of the three of us on Valentine's Day, giving his girlfriend the full post on Instagram. Yeah, I don't get that, but continue. Well, we were discussing it, and I got... I was feeling the heat on the back of my neck that was saying, you got to do something for your girl, Sean. You got to at least throw up an Instagram story because she did that for me. And then Susanna came in hot (laughs) with the pressure (laughs) saying, you need to post her right now. And so I succumbed to that pressure and I posted just a picture of me and my girlfriend for Valentine's Day. Nothing too sappy. Just trying to make it. You know, like, okay, I did this. You were fulfilling your simp obligation. My duties, yes. And uh, Joe (laughs) gave me a thrashing (laughs) because I guess he he got to the party a tad bit late. Yeah, you, you really screwed me because I was holding out the whole day. I did not want to do it. I hate using my Instagram. I hate Instagram. The worst app out of any app. I, I use it for for my duties as a social media manager. That stuff I don't mind. It's fun. I can be creative. But I hate using a personal Instagram account. It sucks. And the one thing I hate the most is broadcasting my relationship on there too. I don't know why I don't like doing it. One of the most annoying things, I don't know about you, Sean, but whenever because I Because you're looking to cheat. And you're looking, you're trying to make yourself look available. That is not why. Why well, would you say well, that? We'll get, we'll get deeper into it. Why I'll explain you to you the mentality. Why would you incriminate me for something I will, that, <laughs> that is not true? I will explain to you the mentality no, that not posting piece. your girlfriend. You didn't, you didn't let me even get to my point. You're a double Continue. piece. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. I because, jumped on you. I yeah, jumped on you. Did. Are you, you putting markers down? Because you missed yes, one last episode. Yes, you simmer down. Did. Okay, sorry I jumped so on you there. Continue, then I'll explain. I'm going to bleep what you said early on. I am going to... That is messed up. <laughs> How? It's just, You're not actually doing okay, it. No, you, but, but you had to make I, me You're not you going to bleep me it because I'll be able to explain what goes through okay. a female's mentality when uh, her boyfriend does not post okay, her. I got you. Okay, because it looks I'm, like... Yeah. Oh, well, I'm already on the roll here. Go ahead. Girls who are in relationships and are not posted by their boyfriends take great offense to that because their boyfriends still appear to be single to their female followers on social media. Whereas if you were to post your girlfriend, uh, not habitually, but every now and then, it's a little reminder that says, hey, I'm in a relationship, you know, happy in a relationship, taken for, spoken for. But if you don't do that, it's a little it's a little thing in the back of the girl's mind, you know, just a little seed. And then it explodes into a huge 
angry flower of why don't you post me? Why don't you post me? I, I you know, I see all of my other friends whose boyfriends uh, post her, post my friends. So why don't you post me? And then they take great offense to that because one, they're not getting the attention, which they so much desire. And two, you're putting out a message that says, oh, I may be in a relationship, may not be. So then they get the indication of, oh, you're still looking to, to troll around for girls. Uh, on social media, which, which it, it, it's not the case. I don't think girls it's realize it's sometimes not the case, but I don't think g- girls realize that if a girl, even if a girl does post a picture with their boyfriend, they'll still get a couple DMS easily. And, they don't care. Yeah. That Guys happens to you. That happens to you, Sean. That's happened to you multiple times and you're six, six and 300 yeah. pounds. Dudes it's happened to me care. too. It, yeah. It has happened to me too before. No girls DM guys. I, that, that crap does not happen. I don't know about you, Sean, but that doesn't happen. No one, no one goes out of their way to reach out to our our, our dumpy asses. No one, no one. No, well, no one that I would consider re- responding to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, for Valentine's yeah, Day, yeah, I was holding it's out. It's an even greater level of the fear of missing out. Of your boyfriend posting you because that's all they're seeing on their timeline. They don't see that stuff as often. But Valentine's Day is the one day of the year. Whereas if you're in a relationship and you aren't posted by your significant other, then I can give you a little bit of clearance for it because I can understand how enraging it must be to be sitting there wondering why said other person hasn't posted you. On Valentine's Day, if you're a girl and you're seeing all of your other female friends uh, getting adored by their boyfriends on social media. So it's just the biggest slap in the face that says, oh, he doesn't care about me. Look at how much these other girlfriends, boyfriends care about them. I don't even know why I open stories on Instagram because the more of them that I open, the more mad that I get. Because the more guys that I see doing it, it's just like, you're making me look bad. You're making me look bad. I don't need you to make me look bad. I'm not doing this intentionally because I don't want to, you know, like what you said, because I'm trying to make myself look available. I just don't like broadcasting things on my Instagram. I hate doing it. And then when I see you do it after holding out (laughs) the whole day, I made it the whole day. And I get that message while I was FaceTiming my girlfriend. I get that message. Oh, Sean posted Brittany. It was done. I had to do it. I had to do it, and there was no way getting out of it. So th- thanks for that. Thanks for ruining my attempt to last as long as possible without doing it. You, you well, killed the momentum. I did the right thing. I didn't jump on it and look like some desperate um, guy that is just so excited on Valentine's Day to say, hey, I have a girlfriend you know, I'm mature enough to understand I have a girlfriend and not everything needs to go on social media about it. Uh, but I said, all right, you know, after the pressure came down, I'm like, okay, it's it's probably time. So I wanted to give her one, but I didn't want to necessarily come off like a, a simp. Okay. You know, yeah. they, they couldn't wait to get at it. That was chomping at the bit. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. I got a poster. I can't wait for everyone to see how happy I am on Instagram with my girlfriend. You know, hey, my girlfriend is prettier than me. Yeah, I, we get it. You know, if you're a guy... Your no- girlfriend's normally going to be prettier than you, especially in college. And a lot of guys really enjoy showing that off. Right, Joe? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's, so more, I, it's more atypical to do it when you're 
early on in a relationship, which is if you right. look back, it's all the people who've been dating for two to six months. It, I, I didn't want to play it up. Like I, I posted a pretty relaxed picture of me and my girlfriend and it, I think you did too. If I recall, it wasn't super uh, I formal. intentionally found the worst picture I had of her. I didn't want to point that out. I didn't want to say, oh, you posted a bad picture of Brooke. No, uh, I did that. I, I did that on purpose. Because Joe, she why would you me. post the worst picture? She bugged of me the whole day. I was not going to give her. Pretty. Why would you do that? I to wasn't going to give because <laughs> I I couldn't give her the full satisfaction of me. Okay, oh so, come on, wait, Joe! Wait, on Valentine's wait, Day, you couldn't wait, do it. Let me okay. Let me explain my full philosophy here. I was tired the whole day. Didn't really feel like doing it. <laughs> but when you have, I'm the type of person that if you have someone begging you to do it. Like if you were thinking about doing it and someone's like, can, why haven't you done this? Can you please do it just with anything? It makes me not want to do it. I don't want to do it. If you, if you feel the need to bug me about it and you're going to be uh, an annoyance about it. Right. So I, I, I did not want to make it seem like I I know I am very petty. It's a great trait to have. Did she notice that? Did she call you out on it? No, no. She thought it was funny. So I, I knew she wouldn't care, but I wasn't going to give her the full satisfaction. Because she was just happy I posted her. That was it. Exactly. It's so easy on <laughs> Valentine's Day to just be like, oh, it, it's like two days a year. Uh, Valentine's Day and the birthday. I don't think any either of us are at a stage in our relationships or lives where posting on the anniversary is as necessary. Uh, I would argue okay. the opposite. Really? I, I, I'm pretty much obligated to post on the anniversary. If I didn't, I then that would probably cause some fires if i did not the valentine's day I'm thing i was able to kind of finagle my way how are of. you big on the anniversaries but not on oh, valentine's I'm, day i'm not i'm, the I'm not opposite. i'm going off of the uh the situational obligation right i the, that's true it's a situational obligation you know you get a gift you, you give her a gift and you get a little post she gives a post back it's it's really easy I think that you made it a bigger deal than it had to be, but I could understand your rage. And I just wanted to enlighten you as to why girls feel it so necessary to be posted on Valentine's Day. I, I know the thought process behind it. I, my only belief is that I think social media has killed what it means to be in a relationship yeah. in the sense that it's unnecessary to post all this stuff. Like, why can't I just enjoy being with someone instead of having to broadcast it all over the place? Because I mean, we, you probably can think of examples. There's people all the time that have horrible relationships, but are constantly posting things on their Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, Instagram posts, but they're constantly fighting and they end up breaking up. Like why, why can't you just have a normal relationship and not worry about letting everybody know I am in a relationship with this person. Here is this person on a continuous, consistent rate. You have to look at them, even though you probably do not care. If it's somebody that I know has like a really good relationship and they're really into it, like they're, it's like they found that person. I, I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I have no problem with it. But if it's early on, did you hear that? What was that? Was that Higgins? My dad. My dad just screamed. 
<laughs> from the top ropes. <laughs> For you? I don't, are you in trouble? 713. No, no, no. Jeopardy is not on, so I don't think he's screaming at that. <laughs> I don't know what he's screaming at now. But, um, yeah, if it's just, like, couples that, like, are all about being a couple and they don't do, like, you know, those types of couples that it's just, like, all about them, I can't stand them on social media. Can't stand it. And, I don't know. My little sister just had the loudest hiccup of all time. Also, what? It, I don't know what's your, going on in this household. Your house has the weirdest collection of noises. You have the call center in the background going off on a consistent <laughs> time. You want to? You I have, muted it, and then I put the the hand the the handheld microphone under the thickest blanket I could find in my bedroom, <laughs> so in case it does eventually go off, it'll at least be muffled a little bit. You, you have your dad screaming over God knows what. You have your sister hiccuping so loud that you can hear her from the basement. Is that correct? Yeah, and then I'm sure that if my mom ends up uh, cooking dinner tonight, you'll hear a collection of pots, uh, and, pots pans. and pans yeah, and falling then I'm sure out of the... Uh, there's also Higgins that I haven't heard, but I've heard him during show prep before. Yeah. Whatever. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's not a madhouse, but if someone's making a noise, it, <laughs> it'll be heard. All right, Joe, do we get all of our... Did, did we? Did you get your angst out of the way about um, Valentine's Day? Not enough, but to an extent, enough that I are, I can say that I am content. Are you satisfied moving on, or do you want to? Yes, do you I, am make a on. I am satisfied moving on. I am satisfied moving on. Okay, all right. Well, we got some sports stuff for you on the show. Um, a lot is happening. It's a lot to track. But first. We saw Joe sent over a nice little tweet. We'll start it off nice before we start yelling because I think the listeners do like, we have some listeners that don't particularly love the yelling. Who doesn't Uh, like the yelling? uh, Some people, you know, some people don't like the yelling. No, not my mom. Who's told you that they don't like the yelling? Just some fans don't love the yelling. I would like to know. hearing you or me yell in person, but while listening to the show. I would like to know who doesn't like the yelling. The yelling is the best part of the show. My dad doesn't like the yelling. He says we yell too much. He doesn't yell. He, wait, wait, wait. He's telling us that we don't yell enough. We can hear him yelling on our show. No, 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 no. He's not telling us that we don't yell enough. He's or, yeah, sorry. Much. The other way around. We yell too much and he's never mind. I, so you're going off of the opinion of, of Chris is what we're going off of is that he doesn't like, didn't, didn't your mom also tell you that we should, we should be more civil. Yeah, during the uh, the great sandwich debate, she said, well, as long as it's a, a fun time, or not a fun time, because I was talking about how I wanted to strangle you because you got me so mad yeah. that night. Um, she's like, well, just try to stay relaxed and have a fun time. <laughs> or it's like she said something like you're supposed to you're supposed to have fun with it or something like that. Not yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to keep it's yelling. It's supposed to be fun. I'm going to keep yelling. Nothing's going to stop me. Let's let's roll into the segment. Okay. Um, he sent over a DM from the Pick 6 podcast uh, who tweeted out, Who you got? Favorite QB ever? Favorite R- uh, running back ever? Favorite wide receiver ever? Favorite tight end ever? Obviously a throwaway tweet by some dipstick intern uh, from CBS <laughs> Sports Digital. Uh, but 
why not run with it? Because we're going to give the bracket a break this week, and we'll just go into the favorite NFL players um, within these four for us so our listeners can get a better gauge of where we stand. Joe, quarterbacks, I hate yours. Um, I wait, love wait, the guy, wait. but your recency bias is wait. absurd. You picked three former Falcons players or current. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate you so much. I okay. tried to be creative here. I am a mm-hmm. Giants fan, but mm-hmm. my favorite players aren't Giants players. Well, that's your problem because the Giants suck. Well, they don't suck. We have more Super Bowls than the Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Redskins. So, how high are you drafting a, this year? It's a good shut fl- up. You're, the Redskins are drafting higher than the Giants. Your your logic I continues to be skins. flawed. I support the Skins. You're a Redskins fan. Oh, you think you're I'm a, a Adrian Redskins Peterson fan? Because fan. you're a Redskins fan. I am. I am a Redskins fan, but they're not my. No, no, no. It's never convenient to be a Redskins fan. You say it's never convenient to be a Redskins fan. Let's stop that train of thought right there. When you want to take the time to bash me, you're suddenly a Redskins fan. That's how your thought process works. It's just the recency. You you just okay. My pick suck. My pick is Patrick Mahomes. Did he go to Notre Dame? Why didn't you pick Joe Montana? I was going to pick Joe Montana, but I decided to be a little bit different. Joe Montana is my favorite quarterback of all time and what he's done so in that's his college who it career. Be. And what he did in his college career and also what he did in his NFL career, winning multiple Super Bowls, being one of the most consistent quarterbacks in NFL history in his career. He did well with two teams, but... I wanted to go with Patrick Mahomes. I just, I can't think of anyone. I was trying to think of somebody in the past 20 years that I've watched in my lifetime and that I was the most drawn to watching. And there's been quarterbacks in and out that have cycled through, but I can't think of anyone that I haven't loved more than Patrick Mahomes. He is so freaking exciting. Every game that I've watched him play in, I have been locked on and so focused on what he's doing because he is that talented of a quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback of all time. I'm saying he's just, he's my favorite. He's been so fun to watch. I can't pick anyone else. He's more fun to watch than Lamar Jackson. He's more fun to watch than anyone I have watched in my lifetime. I love Patrick Mahomes, Joe. We both do. We both understand how great he is and how much fun he is to watch. No one's arguing that, but he's not your favorite quarterback of all time. Yes, he is. Why he's, he's already he's surpassed third year Joe Montana? I, look, I if I'm picking someone all time, I would like to pick somebody that I have seen play. Oh, okay, that's. I'm fair. I'm not trying to pick someone. I'm not picking in the sense of best all time. I'm picking my favorite because I've seen them play, and I think that it it is a bit reckless to pick somebody that I haven't watched. And I think that Patrick Mahomes is much more entertaining to watch than your stupid lazy pick how can you call it stupid or lazy when it's subjectively my favorite quarterback of all time my favorite quarterback of all time is matt ryan he's the quarterback that i've seen the most of my life for my favorite team it's not bad logic it's just he's the most average quarterback you could come up with joe it wasn't most exciting (laughs) nfl players of all time it's favorite okay is it not? Yeah, it is. Okay. I can still disagree with you. I've like watched you Matt Ryan longer than you've watched Patrick Mahomes, that's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. Okay. All right, I guess I, I, can't yeah, I can't disagree with your yeah, logic. You can't. Because it is your you favorite player. It's not where... And I also know you're running back. Now you're just trying to do shtick here. Why am I trying to do shtick? 
Because you met him. That's why. I didn't meet him. I saw him in person. There's a difference in those you two things. You just like him because he's small and a little tubby now. <laughs> That's why you like him. You don't like That's him because he's your why. favorite NFL. No, I thought he. I okay. I, what? He, he where did he great, play after the? Where did he play after the Jags? Oakland Raiders. He played at uh, UCLA. He's from California. I know more about Maurice Jones Drew than you think I do. I think he was really fun to watch. I was debating between him and Ladanian Tomlinson. You know, jitterbug type player. He, he was also relatively a home run threat. Not super big, but was very very quick. And my pick on here though is just I think he's got a great personality. He's easily the most entertaining running back personality that I can think of. And the, the reason why he's my favorite is a little bit more because of that personality. I'm a little bit more drawn to him. And that was kind of what I was going for here is, is guys that I'm drawn to for various reasons. I don't think that's a, I'm trying to do a bit. Adrian Peterson would be close though. I will say that. Adrian Peterson. It, he's my favorite running back of all time. And it's not even close. Not even close. I think he is probably also the best running back of his generation. Probably the best running back of the 2000s. And I think if you played in any other era, the only person that could really keep up with him in, in pure talent and entertainment is Barry Sanders. Okay. I don't disagree with that. I, I, That's fine. I'm a big fan of Adrian Peterson. Thank you. Do you have, do you have any other... Um, issues with my list no i don't have any other issues with your okay list. my favorite wide receiver julio jones my favorite tight end tony gonzalez okay uh i picked yeah. jerry rice he's not mm. somebody i watched play but um in terms of worth eth- work ethic and overall charisma i think that made a lot of sense and then shannon sharp i just again i was kind of going off of the personality bias here i i, I like guys that have big personalities that are easy to like and also are are fun to listen to, but at the same time watch. And I thought Shannon Sharp, one of the most talented tight ends to ever play in the NFL, had a great career. Why don't you choose Jeremy Shockey? Yeah, uh, he's entertaining for a different reason. Definitely wasn't going to pick Jason Witten. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Shockey is like a car chase. That's <laughs> what is he doing? He's, enter- these days? He's, he's entertaining, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like. Um, Oh my god, I'm trying to think of uh I'm blanking on there's like a player that I'm trying to think of that's kind of the same situation where he he was always getting caught up in the wrong crap and he always had a bad attitude. Pac-Man? Oh no, Richie Incognito. That it's kind of like oh. that. Pac-Man Jones. I think Jeremy be. Shockey was like Richie Incognito. <laughs> uh not as bad, but it's the kind okay. of the same basis of not easy to get along with. We'll probably willingly Why would you start get into a fight? <laughs> well, how would you start an argument with me about my selections here? It's supposed to be our favorites. Uh, I don't know. Well, you, what do you mean you were coming at me first? What are you talking about? I just couldn't understand it. I just wanted to be enlightened, Joe. That's all. Can we talk about the burning tanker in the Atlantic that is Rob Manfred in the MLB right now, Joe? Oh, yes. Uh, I think both of us have plenty of thoughts on this man. Normally, I think pro sports commissioners get a bad rap because it's someone to blame. 
you have a problem with your team or a bad play, you go to the commissioner. You know, someone to yell at, someone to blame. He is not doing his job right uh, just because the ball bounced the wrong way or uh, we didn't get the right pick in the lottery. You know, sometimes I sometimes feel for these guys that have to manage these global entities that are American pro sports and just pro sports in general. But Rob Manfred has dropped the ball just about as bad as Goodell during the Ray Rice stuff. Would you say? Would you say so? He has dropped the ball worse than any commissioner has done in any type of a scandal. I can't think of... Worse than Ray Rice? The Ray Rice situation is a different precedent. But to have this much backlash from players it's one thing to hear it from fans but we're hearing it from current players we're hearing so much malcontent and frustration from players by the way that he handled this and his comments i think with the roger goodell thing and the ray rice thing is people were upset of how many games he was suspended but i don't think players were speaking out on it and we didn't hear from roger goodell too much trying to justify it what he said and how he's handled this is terrible absolutely terrible yeah nobody is happy nobody's happy and they shouldn't be and i honestly love it i love that these players are taking this pure sport and holding it accountable they are holding they're trying to make sure that everybody involved with this scandal of cheating from the houston astros is going to be held accountable to the highest extent and it is beautiful to see every single big name coming out and saying it. I love that they're advocating for themselves. The shocking thing about this whole situation, though, is that you have a commissioner of a league. It's not like we have an owner. It's not like this was the Houston Astros owner, which was a com- also a complete mishandling of the situation. But you have the commissioner who doesn't properly suspend players who were clearly the focal point of this scandal. And then to justify his actions, referred to the World Series trophy as just just a piece of metal. How can you refer to what every single player in your league is playing towards as a hunk of metal? How can you do that? That means your job is a joke. That means you're just out there for the money. You don't care about the players, the integrity of the game, the health of your players, the future after the... All of those things that come into play. Your fans, you don't care about any of that crap. It's very clear that all they care about is money. All they care about is if the league is making enough dollars. Because you wouldn't have made that comment. And I understand he apologized, but there is no going back on something like that. And I completely get why these players are upset by the thought of their commissioner mishandling this. And then not to mention, we don't need to break down all the rule changes, but then to have all these stupid rule change ideas that he's the one pushing right before all of this crap is going down makes it all so much more worse because it looks like he has no clue how to do his job. It makes it look like he has no understanding of how the game of baseball is played. And it looks like he just doesn't care. And he's trying to find more ways to make money for this league. Yeah. 
I was never on board with all the initial rule changes, and now I'm really more not on board, nice wording, Sean, uh, for this newest one that was reported by John Heyman. Uh, he said, uh, he tweeted out, MLB recently sent memo to teams laying out new steps to curb intentional hit-by-pitches. Umps will now confer to determine if they deem intent. Managers will be held more accountable for these incidents, too. Rule unrelated to Astros' new concern, but they should welcome change. This is not unrelated to the Astros. This is directly from the top saying, oh, God, every pitcher is going to start beaming these guys. And we got to find a way to stop it. So they're trying to put a, a higher tax on beaming pitchers or beaming batters for the Astros, who did something absolutely terrible. And, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't that been like the biggest unwritten rule in baseball is if you do something to my teammate, I'm going to peg you? Yeah, it's the only sport that I would – Say it's justified for doing something like that. You're not going to get away with something out in football well, or hockey. Or maybe. Eh, hockey fighting's been desensitized. You or not the goalie more sensitized. No, yeah, well, yeah. If you do anything to your goalie, it usually results in a fight. If if you right. hit your somebody's goalie late, it, it results in punches being thrown. But that's the furthest extent of this. You're going to get hit by a pitch if you do something wrong, and the fact that you did the most wrong thing you could possibly do on the field. You deserve to get hit. Maybe the way that they could simplify this is that every time a team plays the Astros the first time in the year, they should get the plunk one batter. I think they should just <laughs> get it out of everyone's system. So their system. leadoff guy would just be destroyed. <laughs> They'd have to rotate leadoff guys every single game. <laughs> that, uh, imagine Dusty Baker trying to figure that one out. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was, I think we should propose that. I think that is a good proposal. It will solve everything. Every team that plays them this year gets one good plunk, and then it's done. So it'd be one game, and then rotate, and it just rotate up for each player. So someone else would be batting in a different. Yeah, that, that's uh, on the Astros to figure out if okay. they want to if they want to punish someone more than than the other guys. All right, let me you know see. whatever let me do some math. Do the pitchers get plunked? Oh no, they play in the AL here. Okay, so yeah, nine. they play in so the AL. Is it one sixty two or three? Not. I don't. I, think I don't it's know. One sixty two. Yeah. Divided by not nine. every team's going to get to plunk them. What's your math Dude, you that, did there? That'd be eighteen. Each batter would be getting <laughs> if it was nine. If it was nine, no, wait, uh, wait, wait, players wait. consistent through the year, each one would take eighteen hit by pitches it's, if it's one a game. It's not every game. It's that every time a new team plays the Astros, so the uh, the teams oh. in the same division as them can't hit them more than once. Oh. So it's each time that the, everyone just gets uh, one shot. They bring their closer yeah, out in the, the first. The first. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it as hard really, as you can. Really new meaning to the, the opener strategy. <laughs> I love it. That's a, I think that's a good idea. I think they should everyone uh, it gets solve one everything. Shot. Now, Manfred's not going to do that, but it would fix everything. I think I'm going to tweet that. Sean, what it Wait, what, we'll tweet it from the get to the point Twitter. How about yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. You got anything else? Um, I'm just really happy that all the players are speaking out about it. 
And, you know, Goodell takes a lot of shots from, not shots from the players, but players are not afraid to speak out about uh, stuff that he did, especially in recent years. But it's never been something at this scale. And it's never been something so justified that everyone feels the same way about, except for those stupid Astros fans. So uh, it's nice to see it. Um, I hate the Dodgers. I don't think that they should be given the 2017 trophy. I mean, you could say that the Astros weren't cheating this year when the Nats won it, but that's pretty unlikely. So it's the Dodgers should feel robbed. The Yankees should feel robbed. Anyone that played them should feel robbed, but that's just how it goes, I guess. Um, Be as mad as you want to be. Call them out. Plunk them. Do what you want to do. I'm all here for it, but let's stop saying, you know, give us the trophy. Sean, in the NFL, there's a saying, adapt and adjust, and Right now, we're going to do that. We're going to adapt and adjust because we have our heads on a swivel and we have breaking news. I don't know if you saw this, Sean, but there is an update in the CBA talks between the the NFL owners. No, uh, really? (laughs) You had to kill my momentum with that. Sorry. I thought thought there there was some new news. There is in an update with the NFL CBA talks with the owners and the players and the latest update. I'm trying to figure out if... This has been a confirmed rule change or if it is an expected one. But a tweet from Adam Scheffner says NFL playoff structure is about to be changed. Under the current CBA proposal, seven teams from each conference will make the playoffs with only buy per conference. I think he meant to say only one buy per conference. Sources tell ESPN. It will go into effect this upcoming season. So in a way to figure out the playoff situation, they are also expanding, expected to expand to a 17-game season if the CBA is approved. So they were able to work through the, or expected to work through the unwillingness by players to play 17 games and are also working to expand the playoffs. Sean, what are, what are your thoughts on, on this just gut reaction? I, again, I know it's very short notice because this is breaking news. This did happen in the last 40 minutes. First of all, are they getting two bye weeks? That should be necessary if you're playing a whole nother game because one bye week for 16 games, it's, it's tough to work with. And another thing with these playoffs, recently it's the top four teams from each conference are the best teams, and the bottom two from each conference pretty easily, you could say, getting booted. You know, there's obviously exceptions here and there, and that's what makes the playoffs great. But ex- I just look back to the year when it, the Dolphins made the playoffs and they were playing the Steelers, and it was the worst the the worst or I look to the years where the Bengals made the playoffs and they were playing the Texans or the the Texans were playing the the Colts in the playoffs and it's just terrible football to watch and it's a blowout or it's just ugly and you're like the playoffs were are fine I have no problem with six teams making the playoffs it's supposed to be an elite group it shouldn't they don't need more games you're going to get less of players careers the more games that you put them through do they understand that do they understand that each game takes a certain amount of miles off a player. Well, Sean, you and could argue that you're getting more retirements at an earlier age from players. Yes, so you might as well try and squeak in that extra game. You might as well try to squeak in those extra snaps to extend the um, 
the amount of plays you get to watch a certain player because they're gonna try and retire after 30 now that is gonna be no, the they're new killing norm these dudes they they're taking beatings dude they're not getting enough recovery time thursday night football no players love thursday night football well no to one touch does. on the to touch on the whole recovery time things from jason lockenfora it's said that He's saying that in 17-game season, as long as the owners are willing to back off on a few things and agree to others, including fewer training camp and regular season practices. While the players haven't formally voted, I'm told the NFLPA brass knows that if certain conditions are met, the players will. And that they're saying that they'll likely approve it as long as they have these various conditions. So they're trying to find that happy medium. Like, okay, we'll play this extra game so we can make some more money and we can have larger contract scaling, a bigger salary cap, all of that good stuff, as long as you're more diligent in trying to protect us. So that means probably a lot of helmet practices in the NFL. I don't mind that. Probably three practice. Uh, is it three practices a week right now? I think it, I thought it was, if you win, then you come in on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but okay. So limited practice time, probably more meeting time, probably more of an emphasis on recovery you're not really going to get more bye weeks. I don't think that's going to be a part of the new negotiation, just judging off of this very short notice uh, information that we're getting off of Twitter. I am not entirely opposed to it. I don't, I'm not a fan of it because I think that a lot of players are against it and we'll probably continue to see the trend of players retiring around 30 to 32 you're going to lose some of the best players in the NFL like Luke Keekley like Calvin Johnson to a very young age because they're very afraid of long-term injuries to their body and that they just can't sustain that long but an extra week of football I I frankly I can't complain I I don't mind if if there is expanded playoffs I do see where you're coming from though Sean because it sucks watching bad football I had to watch 16 games of bad football this year as a part of my job but football still football better than watching soccer that's true way better than watching soccer god do I hate soccer I I like if they are making these measurements to make sure that these players are not going into the playoffs just tattered and ready for the season, just like, oh my, season to be over, like, oh my gosh, how did I get through this? And I have to go play four more games, or it's just, or I don't know how I'm going to make it through these next four games, then you have a problem. But if you find a way where they feel fresh going to the playoffs, so be it. I'm all for it. Now, Joe, we do have two more segments here. We got Clown of the Week, then we'll wrap it up with Shower Pissers. Joe, you're Clown of the Week. Yeah, I found a fun one this week. Uh, I think I'm two for two in good Clown of the Week so far. So (laughs) this one's interesting. NFL news. Local news in Dallas reported that Amari Cooper was shot. It sounds like I should be concerned, but he was not shot. That was debunked by Amari Cooper, who was astonished by the fact that people were saying he was shot and in critical condition. Dallas police also tweeted, there has been a uh, tweet going viral that Amari Cooper has been shot in the Dallas area. We have not found any validity to that tweet occurring in the city of Dallas. At this time, there has been no shooting incident occurring in the city of Dallas. I I don't get that. Part of the reason why I'm not a big fan of local news is that 
people talk a lot to, uh, these days about how reporters are always in a rush to report things first, but not check if it's actually correct or not. And it seems to be the case more so with local news because that's how they get their clout. That's how they get their 15 seconds of fame. That's how they get people clicking on their stuff is if they're the first to report it. So whatever slappy reporter was so quick to put this out, watch it be Nikki Latarulo, uh, who was so quick to, <laughs> to put this out, didn't check things because this is a relatively serious thing to claim that someone was shot because it makes the player look suspect. It also draws concern to the player. It probably gave him a ton of messages that he didn't want to get from people checking in on him. And then on top of that, it makes the city of Dallas look bad that there's shootings going on around their city. So come on, man, check your facts. I couldn't even find the name of the reporter. I'm sure they're trying to cover his ass up, but check your facts, man. That's your job. Be accurate. Yeah, that guy sucks. Super clown. <laughs> My clown of the week. I'm not too... I'm not too up in arms about this, but GQ just had had a... Um, they released a new edition with uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the cover. And I like both of these players a lot. I like both of their personalities, like how they play basketball. Uh, but James Harden, for Gentlemen's Quarterly, it's hard for me to put that beard on that cover. He just It's too much beard for me to be on that magazine. You know, That's Russell, your problem? It's a lot of beard. He's not... He does... Sure, he can dress light, nice, but he still doesn't look very kempt. Or uh, he doesn't... Kempt? <laughs> you know, the, I turned the term unkempt into, into just kempt. <laughs> Oh, that's a word. It's uh, maintained in a, I've just never heard. There we go. <laughs> I've heard. Uh, you didn't even know it was a freaking word. I, I had, uh, you had to assume if there's an um. <laughs> you're calling me a jackass? Yeah. <laughs> How upset would you be if Harrison Barnes was on the cover? <laughs> I, Harrison Barnes is a little worse than, than Harden, but it, I, it's just too much beard for a co- cover of GQ for me. It's a oddly specific. It's a oddly clown. specific, but I, I will. I have no qualms with it. Okay, Joe. Can we get two shower pissers for the cornerbacks? Yeah, I got a piss, so I got a lot of motivation behind this one. All right, chop chop. <laughs> uh, I'll start with mine. I chose Marlon Humphreys, a cornerback from the Baltimore Ravens. I get this sense from him. And from that Baltimore Ravens team, that they that not a lot of them care very much about pissing in the shower. They See, give off <sighs> a a collective feeling to me of uneasiness, thinking about the job that the janitor has to do in that shower after a practice or a game. <laughs> I think for a cornerback, I I like Jimmy Smith. I like how they and how Humphreys plays. Humphreys a little more of a, a jar. He's a little, little bigger, you know. He's a young guy, a really good corner. I, I can see him going in there and just rolling with the Baltimore culture and just pissing in that shower. I I, I would would have been better I, off with cue, Marcus Peters. I way. would have. What was on cue? Uh, the pots clanging and banging upstairs. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. So that is that the is that the universal sign from uh, Mama just, Anderson that we have to wrap it up? Called my shot earlier in the show. <laughs> Um, I see. I, I was more happy with the Marcus Peters pick because I think he's a little <laughs> bit more compatible, um, combative than uh, Marlon Humphreys is. 
So I decided to go with someone who's also combative and outspoken, and that's Jalen Ramsey. I think that fits the it, corners are a little bit easier because we know who's the outspoken ones who likes to talk smack, who would get in someone's face over something. So Jalen Ramsey is the epitome of all of those things. Doesn't care what people think about him. Would be more than willing to pee in the shower. And then on top of that, I, I know he would throw hands if somebody gave him a hard time. Like, you can agree with me on that. I don't think anyone would have, um, would be willing to confront him because of how aggressive he would be about it. He would defend the pissing in the shower to, to the end of his life. He wouldn't, he, he's just not that type of dude that would let it fly if, if someone's going to start criticizing him for it. All right, wrap the show. Did I lose you at the end of the show? No. Okay, so that was just three seconds of silence? Yeah, I'll, I'll cut that. Wrap the show. <laughs> love that. Gotta love that. If you want us to see and go for a new record next week of four seconds of silence, <laughs> tune back in. Uh, maybe you'll get it during some gap of the show. Uh, I'm definitely going to strive for that one. As always, you can follow the Twitter of the show at GTTP Podcast. Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe DeLeon and me on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. It's dumb, but it's what I got. S. Anderson dumb. Radio. I thought I was leaving all that combination of first name and last name stuff behind me, but guess not. As always, feel free to share this with your friends. Feel free to give us any feedback of the show, negative, positive, anything. You can uh, give us a rating on iTunes. You can subscribe. Just do the things that you would do for the podcast that you really like. That's all we ask. Is that fair, Joe? That's pretty fair. All right. And as always, we will get back to you next week with a brand new episode.